you nervous or you're not nervous? No, I'm not nervous. It's funny. What's funny? This. Why? I'm not nervous. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. It's fine. <laughs> Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. During our time together, we're going to hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to ask if you would kindly leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, so find me at Ainsley B on Instagram. All right, let's hop in. Sarah is a corporate marketer by day, social media content creator by night, and mom of two toddler boys 24-7. She creates and shares resources to help other women learn to hack working mom life with a little satire and a lot of iced coffee. Find her on all platforms at The Corporate Mama. Now that's Sarah's formal bio, but I know her as my best friend, my FaceTime addict. We're always on FaceTime. We're always... I'm keeping her accountable for her water, and she is always telling me what to order at Starbucks. And I just can't wait for y'all to hear us talk about friendship. Hey, before we jump into that conversation, we actually talk about friend inventories, and there is a free download for you to get your own friend inventory, make your own friend inventory. We'll explain what that means later, but whenever you're ready, go ahead and download the friend inventory at ainsleybritton.com forward slash shop. Let's hop into our conversation with Sarah. Okay, let's just start off. Let's start off with where are we right now? We are in New Orleans. Yes, we are. At Maison de la Luz. This is our first on location podcast. Yes, at a very <laughs> cute boutique hotel. It's so cute. And we're here to celebrate my 30th birthday as we record this. And it is far in advance at this point as this has come out. I'm way in well into 30 but it's more fun to record in person so it is here we are um and you you brought us matching pjs i did and they're celebrate the podcast they're so cute they are so cute and they fit you perfectly they do i was a little nervous because they're medium but they fit go team um um yeah so if you know me you probably know sarah We've been friends for, oh gosh, um, five years now? Six years? Five, probably. From, let's see, I was not pregnant with Isaac yet, and I got pregnant with him in 2016, so oh, 2015, I think we met in New York. Yeah, when me and so Justin yeah, were living in more than in five New years. York. Yeah, because we were only engaged. No, 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 you weren't even engaged. We weren't even engaged. No. Wow. Our friendship has blossomed really over has. the years. I know. All having seen each other in person maybe 10 times? Maybe 10 times. Maybe. So That's Maybe a stretch. Yeah. I mean, we've literally only seen each other in person maybe 10 times, but have been friends for five years and or plus. And that's why we want to hop on today because – a lot of people have been messaging me lately about struggling in friendships. So we're going to tackle friendship today um, and some long-distance friendship specifically and all kinds of friendship things. So when it comes to friendship, what do you think the keys are to a long-distance friendship specifically? 
think we're a great example of that, actually. And I think the keys are understanding what the other person needs um, Mm. and trying to think about that. So when I think about you and I and how we've grown our friendship being long distance the whole time, I think, you know, it may be different if we had been friends in person and then had to pivot. Mm -hmm. But I think the keys are making sure you understand where the other person is coming from with their needs and trying as best as you can to remember things that they had going on and making sure you're talking about them because you may not see each other for a regular reminder. So what did I see or hear you talk about last week that I can bring up again and ask how it went or even just filling the other person in on what's going on. Like with the little day-to-day things that you would just naturally see if you were in person together, for me, it's telling you something funny my kids did or FaceTiming you and showing them being crazy in the car or telling you about, yeah, telling you about a crazy thing that happened at work and then asking how like, okay, how's the wallpaper in your office? How'd that go with you and Justin? Or like, hey, you said you had a a rug or something coming in. Like, show it to me. Like, do you love it? Yeah, Um, you're so good at that. That's that's what I try to do. That's the intentional. Yeah. Like being intentional about remembering what they had going on, which is actually incredible because you have ADD or ADHD. Is that what it is? ADHD. Yeah. That's incredible to be able to remember all of that. Honestly, I think that's why I can, actually, just because my brain is in so many places that it's like this um, Rolodex just of like cycling stuff. So I can remember really specific things like, hey, next Tuesday at 1030, you and Justin, we're going to get this thing in the mail. Did it come? (laughs) But if you're like, hey, what was that important thing Alex asked you to do yesterday (laughs) that like was really critical for your home? And I'd be like, Oh, oh, shoot. I didn't do it. I, I got to go. I'll call you back. I forgot to do this thing. And it's really important. And now now I'm going to be in trouble. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, so my brain picks and chooses what things to remember. But I think, it's, I think for me, I hold friendship in such high regard that my I just automatically prioritize that over some other stuff. Yeah, I think that's one thing I've learned from you, too, is prioritizing friendship because I can get caught up in a to-do list Mm -hmm. and it's like once everything's checked off then I can breathe but that's not I mean right and for me I'd rather spend time talking to you checking in with people doing something maybe doing something together with Alex and then at the end of the night I'm like I didn't get to three out of those four things but you know they'll be there tomorrow they're not going anywhere (laughs) true that's very true And I also think that another key is, like, okay, so we tried scheduling an actual FaceTime. Yeah, that was a massive fail. Massive fail. Yeah, I think when you make it too much of a project or a to-do, that's when it just feels like this whole other thing that you have to get yourself ready for. And I think people are really, you know, whether you work or not, we have, like, this virtual fatigue in this environment of trying to keep up with people. So when you schedule it, it's like, man, I want to talk to them, but it's like, I'm in meetings all day or right. I'm running around. I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll reschedule and do it later. So it has to feel natural and organic like it would mm-hmm. anytime you're talking to a friend about anything else. Just check yeah. in like regularly. And then that's not to say there won't be lulls. Right. Um, just because you're not scheduling something, you know, every other Tuesday to chat, there may be a couple days where you don't really talk because you honestly 
don't have that much to update on or you don't yeah. feel like it. And as long that's as you're fine. both on the same page with that, that's when I think it works. If there's another person on the other other end who expects to hear from you more frequently and they don't understand your style, then it might be like, oh, are you mad at me? I haven't talked to you in two days. Or you didn't respond to my last text. So right. I think you have to have – you don't necessarily have to have similar communication styles, but you have to – Just know the other ones. Yeah. Know how the other per- yeah. person communicates. That way it's natural. So, yes, yeah, so you yeah. don't have to schedule it. Lord, no. We just – We had to reschedule that thing like three times. And yeah, and then – I think you just ended up calling me back one day. Right. That took the place of And it. then it was just normal. Like from then on, it was just like, okay, we're just going back to FaceTime. And we'll just randomly FaceTime each other. Yeah. And if one of us can't talk, it's like, okay, well, we'll just – Yeah. Call you later. Yeah. And I also have no shame. I'll call you like four times in a row. Which not, I – Maybe not back to back, but four separate times without – but I need that. Yeah. And I love that because I, I, I'll forget, but not intentionally. It's not that yeah. I don't want to talk to you. It's just I was on, a, I was doing a podcast and yeah. you called yeah. and then it, the notification went away. Yeah. And, and so then I'm like, I'm going to just call her again. Which I'm like, I have a story. Or oh, something. good. Yes. Yeah. Like that has, ne- that will never, ever bother me ever. Yeah. Like I would rather someone, do that then because then I I mean I feel bad because I'm like well crap I didn't mean to I would never intentionally be ignoring or not calling back I normally like don't let a text go unresponded to or whatever so if I do I'm I'm like oh my gosh I'm the worst human ever (laughs) so yeah so so yeah I think those work well together it's like being intentional being natural keeping it just organic yeah Yeah. and then I think honestly the FaceTime piece is important too because it's different just texting or talking on the phone I think really getting to see that person for me not every single time you talk you don't have to FaceTime but right you just get more of the sense that you're with that person I think and they don't have to be an hour long each no they can be Some, five minutes sometimes yeah sometimes it's literally like I'm driving to go get coffee for the next three minutes yeah what's so up? what's up yeah. yeah then you can I don't know you can just read body language better and see people's face and if they had a hard day and they're like, no, I'm fine, you can really see, like, are they fine? Do I need to reflect on how I can check in with them and really make sure they're okay? We're on yeah. the phone. It might be like, okay, good. Right. Glad you're fine. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think – and one of the things that you're kind of saying also is there's a lot of grace Yes. in the back and forth. Absolutely. Because if there's too many expectations, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, and I think it shifts, and it's not always going to be exactly 50-50, and like who's, quote, putting in the most, unquote. Um, Sometimes we just have these busy seasons that we go through, and you may be harder to get a hold of, or I may be harder to get a hold of, but I don't think that means either of us is less willing to commit to dedicating time and like space to the friendship, but yeah, yeah, you have to have grace, because people go through stuff, and that's part of being their friend in in that struggle is like knowing what they need and giving grace when that's needed too yeah for sure so on the note of like it's not always 50 50 Mm -hmm. what would you do you have advice for someone who says I'm always the one to reach out first yeah I've been that person before um I think when you're always the person reaching out first, I think sometimes it can be tempting to bring it up and out of a place of hurt to kind of lash out at the person and say, yeah. I'm always having to reach out to you first. You never get back to me. What's going on? 
when I've been on the other side too that I don't reach out because I am so overwhelmed by everything I have going on Mm -hmm. that I need you to reach out to me because I'm struggling. Um, So I'd say if you feel like your friendship is not being reciprocated, I'd check in with the person calmly and sincerely ask, hey, I've noticed you you haven't been uh, reaching out as much. Is everything okay? How are you doing? Um, How can I support you? But then I think there are also times when friendships – go through seasons too. That person, as much, as much as you might not want to hear it and as painful as it can be, you're not always going to be prioritized the same way that you're prioritizing them. And I think it can be a hard thing to go through, but you have to understand that not everyone is going to be in your life forever. Um, and if you get to a point where you've reached out, you're trying to be the best friend that you can, you've asked for you know, input or feedback or how you can help them. Sometimes you have to be okay understanding that that's either going to be a one-sided friendship that I'm going to, you know, pour myself into, or I can kind of protect myself a little and pull back, pull back the reins a little bit and, you know, see if there are other friendships that you haven't been devoting as much time to because you've been so focused on making sure this one person is keeping, is keeping up with you. And, that was a hard lesson for me. I used to want everyone to love me. I wanted to be everyone's friend. I didn't have best friends because I needed everyone to really like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so I had a ton of one-sided friendships. And I think the more I realized like, okay, I'm going to find the people who want me in their life as much as I want them in my life. And yes. those are the friendships I'm going to invest more of myself into. Not these people who, whether maliciously or not, are, you know, kind of leaving me out to dry. So Right. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. And I also, I don't ever like to use the word always and never. Yeah. Because I just don't think it's fair. Like, are you really always the only one that reaches out? Yeah. Always? Yeah. It might feel like it. It might feel like it. Yeah. But are you? Yeah. And and yeah, I, I think there are phases of that too. Like, 50-50 to me is silly. Like, I think there could be sometimes when 75% of the time, you're doing the one you're the one that's doing the reaching out but if you think about it does that person I mean maybe not in COVID times but does that person have a job that requires a lot of travel do they work crazy hours and then they're coming home and they have an hour with their family or their spouse or their roommate whoever and then in the time they do have they're reaching back out to you but that may only be 25 percent of the time right now and then will that shift in six months hey you get a new project and you've got a ton going on or you've met somebody new or you're dating someone that's taking mm-hmm. up more of your time mm-hmm. and it can kind of volley back and forth and I think it's a sliding scale I agree always and never are very rarely the right words to use yeah. it can it's a sliding scale that can go from like really one-sided to pretty much in the middle to then over to the other person is leaning more in the busy with other stuff camp. yeah I agree I think those are really valid points. And I also think it's you have to do a lot of self-inventory and self-reflection if you're the one feeling hurt or yeah. like that you're – Yeah, like are you expecting that person to make you feel better about a certain area? Yeah, because they're going to disappoint you. Yeah. I yeah. mean humans will just always disappoint yeah, you no so matter what. Yeah, so you have what. to be able to do a lot of that for yourself. Yes. And I think one thing that I hadn't really 
express, but that I think is also important to share is what's the quality versus the quantity. So maybe mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. you don't hear from very often, but when you do, they're really investing specific intentional time to make sure they're giving you their focused attention yes. rather than somebody who you can get a hold of all the time, but you feel like they are always doing something else yeah. and not fully like listening. Present. Yeah, they're not present. Yeah. I do have a friend that is awful at texting back. Like, she, you ain't getting a text back from her. Yeah. But whenever you're in person, it's like there's no one else in the room. Yeah. Like, y'all are zoned in. Y'all are the only people, and you're so intentional, which I think is great. I mean, I think I can absolutely grow in the area of just being present and thinking about other people a lot more. Which I'm sure we all could, but I I know that I could. I've had I've learned a lot about friendships from the people that I'm around and my friends because I don't know. I think I've always struggled with like e- either it's meeting other people's expectations or having my own mm-hmm. not met or having my own for me not met. Like mm-hmm. so. And how much of that can come down to just a lack of communication and you have all of this built up in your head of what you're expecting from them and how you expect yourself to show up in the friendship and they're not showing up the way that you think that they should be. Mm-hmm. And in their mind, there might be some issues too that are different from what yours are. And without talking about it, it's almost like, I mean, a friendship is a relationship. It's a yeah. different kind of relationship, but without voicing that, you can have a lot of unresolved frustrations on both sides that can make it feel like this person is not my friend like I thought they were. Yeah. When really you're just not seeing each other's points of view because you're not talking about it. Hey, real quick. I want to take a quick second to tell you how much I love my FabFitFun box and I want you to get $10 off of your first box. I truly love these products and some of them have become staples in my hair and makeup routine. I'm telling you. Head to the link in my Instagram bio for that $10 off affiliate link. Okay, I'm back. I'm trying to keep it short. So how do you communicate better? Like what are good ways to do that? I think I think if you think about some of those keys we were talking about earlier, the more you're being very natural with how you're talking about things, you're being intentional about checking in, I think you can use those opportunities to bring it up and be like, hey, we might only have five minutes, but like, I just want to let you know, this has been on my mind lately. Last week when we were talking, I felt like I was getting on your nerves a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I've done this with you before. I've said, I felt like you were annoyed and I wanted to make sure I didn't say anything that bothered you or upset you or hurt your feelings or hey, last week, I know I was being kind of short with you. I was having a rough day. Right. This right. happened at work, and I took it out on you, and it had nothing to do with what we were talking about. I'm sorry. Or if it's the flip side, are you okay? Did I upset you? Is there something bothering you? And yeah. Just asking. And not everyone will be comfortable with it, and they might have to say, like, can we talk about it later, or I'm okay. but Or, like, let me process this, yes. and then we'll circle back. Exactly. But if you bring it up which I think you're good about doing is saying like, let me think about this or how, how do you want me to interpret what you said? Oh yeah. I think, I think that will open itself up to allowing you guys to have more productive conversations with your friends when you do feel like you're in a place where you're struggling. Yeah. 
Because the other person might be wanting to express it, but they don't want to bring it up. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing to consider is what's their point of view. If you're, if you are intentional with your friendships, you generally know how they are. Mm -hmm. So if you're sensing their frustration, you can be like, Hey, is this frustrating you? What does this look like? Like what's going on? Yeah, I, I can see that. Or I can see that, that point of view, um, even with, we're, we're about to throw poor Justin under the bus, but your trip here was supposed to be a surprise and it was supposed to be your birthday gift to me. But I had a mental breakdown over a balloon, which <laughs> it is what it is. And poor Justin was trying to pick up the pieces and like fix it and kind of spoiled the surprise. And he was like, he was in his mind, he was like, desperate times call for desperate measure. I need to make her feel better. And I know knowing that Sarah would is coming would make her feel better, which it did. But it also wasn't his surprise to spoil. So I knew that you were frustrated with him. Yeah. And he was frustrated with everything probably. <laughs> and then I could see your side of the the story, right? Originally, I thought it was Justin's surprise. Like, I thought Justin was flying you in and he was organizing the whole thing. So then when you were mad, I was confused. Like, but that was... So, but then when you said, no, that was my gift, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see why you're mad then. Not I'd be mad a, too. Mad is a strong word, but yes. Okay. I, uh, I didn't do a great job of first being like, hey, I suggested this to him and he helped me figure out what days you were free. Right. I, I should have done that instead of like, he, he took my gift. Well, like but. Like a two-year-old. But I think that would, that was a fair emotion or yeah. response. I mean, yeah. I would. They, I would would have done the same thing. Yeah. I'm not saying you were wrong at all in that. <laughs> I th- and and I think every, I mean that whole we're obviously over it. It's we're having a we're great here. time. It's totally fine. But I thought it was a really good example of the communication mm-hmm. and the seeing your side of things and like um, just kind of how it could have been. Yes, a really bad thing. Yes, like it could have blown up. Yeah, yeah, it could have. Yeah, it could have. Well, I don't think it did. Do you mm. think it did? No. No. I mean, I'm here. Did. Yeah. You didn't cancel your trip, so it's fine. <laughs> um, also, Justin, sorry, you, <laughs> we still love you. The other thing, and this is something that I do pretty often, and I recommend for other people to do, is a friend inventory. Do you ever do this? No. Tell me more about this. So, this is a little psycho of me, but <laughs> I have every... I have a list of all of my friends by city in the back of my planner. And I will sometimes like go down the list and like check in or like, do they have a birthday coming up? Whatever. Like, um, I like check in on that list every now and then. So great. And to make sure like if I'm going to a city that I make sure that they know. Just in case they are available and you could yeah see each other. Or that they know, hey, I'm not available, but I don't want you to think that I mm-hmm. – am trying intentionally missing you on right. this trip like hey i'm gonna be here i just wanted you to know that i'm thinking of you super packed schedule next time i come let's try to get together yes yeah exactly but every year or two years or so i'll take a look at that list and say you know who do i need to invest in more mm-hmm. who do i need to invest in less who, yeah who is who is in one of those maybe lopsided yeah Friendship. And it's not to say that we're never we're not friends anymore. Yeah, you're not it's writing just, them off. 
Right. Absolutely not. And saw them in person, it'd be like, oh my gosh, hey. Yeah. When we miss you, whatever. Just unrelated to this yesterday, just that there are some times where, you know, you hear people say that we just um, grew apart or our friendships drifted. And I don't think that's the case. I just think that, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, you don't have to have a friendship just end. You can just invest less time in it. And if you see them again, Pick up, Pick where, up you where you off. left off. Yeah. There there doesn't have to be this finite like book bookend yes. of your friendship. Like yes. beginning and end. And I think picking up where you left off is one of the most powerful things you can do in a friendship. Yep. Because then it's like it I mean, you're able to release expectations and time doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, even you and I earlier on we picked up where we left off. Yeah, absolutely. We I did. think that's how we continued and got closer yeah. because we just kept picking up where yeah. we left off. And just so you guys know, when Ainsley and I met in New York, I just decided she was going to become my friend. And so I would text and Twitter, tweet her all the time and Instagram message her and comment on her pictures. And just over time, I really got in there. And then when we would see each other, I traveled to New York quite a bit for work. So we would. We would just pick up where we left off every time I came into town. And it became more and more of just this normal thing, even though we hadn't seen each other for months usually. This weekend, actually, we haven't seen each other in person in a year. In a year. A year. But But we we talk all the time. All the time. So it just feels like normal. normal. Yeah. And that's funny because when we first met, from my perspective, I did not think we were going to be friends. Not that I didn't. Really? Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't think you were cool and nice. Like, I thought you were great. But whenever you walked out of the hotel, you had like this floppy hat on, this like leather jacket and these heels, like very Alexis Rose. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm nervous that because I don't know. Well, because I'm more (laughs) and you said this. And honestly, when you said this one time, I... I'm scared what you're no, about to say No, I'm right already, now. I'm like laughing. I'm like crying because I'm laughing right now. And when you said this, I'm so embarrassed that I'm about to say what oh I'm about God. to say. Well, I'm embarrassed that I said something that No, no, it's you. not. It's, it was, I was like, I felt so known. You felt so known? What did I say? Like seen and known. You said that I'm a bro. A bro. You are. <laughs> you are. What is so embarrassing to like be like, wait, you see me like I, you know me because so you, you said are that this bro and see me walk out of this hotel with a floppy hat on and you're like, and I'm like, oh, oh this isn't gonna. <laughs> She's nice, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and it wasn't even like that. I I wasn't willing to be to try it out. I just had a feeling our puzzle pieces weren't gonna fit. Little did you know. Little did I know. Babe. I am- quite persuasive they fit perfectly <laughs> and yeah anyway it helps that our husbands are friends it also helps that i mean but we're way closer than they are yeah justin says that all the time he's like or like his mom will ask like how, how's alex have you talked to them lately and justin will go ask ainsley <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so funny. but seriously when you said that i was like i think i think you're right like i am that i am like more and I say you're a bro, Dude-ish. not in like, not in like you act like a guy. You just, you're less high maintenance and like strung out than I am. And like you just kind of roll with things. 
Right. Not everything. Some things you're pretty particular about. Yeah, some but things for sure. Like birthdays and balloons. But yeah. everything else, you're <laughs> usually am. just like, you're not really phased by much. Yeah, I think you could be right about that. Yeah, because I'll come to you with something that I think is going to blow the lid off of something. And you're like, <laughs> oh. And I'm like, do you hear what I said? And you're like, yeah. <gasps> I'm like it is. It, it is what it, it is. is. What it is. It happened. Yeah, but but when you said that, I really did. Was I was like, oh my gosh, you get me. <laughs> We're gonna be friends. Yeah, I'm gonna be friends with this Alexis yeah. Rose girl. Which is funny because so many people call me that. Yeah, like, and I do. That's the thing. Like, I do like. I mean, glitter is one of my favorite things on the planet. But yeah. it was just funny because from the beginning, I was like, oh gosh, this is gonna be one of those couples that like, because you know, it's hard to make couple friends. Yeah. It's way hard to make a difference. So I was like, how's this going to go? But then, I mean, pretty quickly that changed because we were sitting on a rock in Central Park and I was like, oh no, this is great. Yeah, like you changed my mind pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'm not a judgmental person. And now I'm realizing that I don't know that I judged you in a bad way. Like it didn't bother me that you had a floppy hat on and whatever. And I have (laughs) floppy hats too. Like I don't know what I was thinking, but – um. I wasn't judgmental in that, like, I wasn't turned off by you. I yeah. was just like, oh, I just don't know if this is going to work. Is your, this, this is a person for me. Yeah, so don't judge your friends by their hats. It's like don't judge, judge a book by its cover. But yeah, did don't that judge translate? your friends by, its, by their hats. Yeah, yeah. That's did, that, like a, did that go? That could be a children's book. Sense. Don't judge your friends by their hats. Oh, my gosh. Should we write a children's book? Yes. Okay. Y'all heard it here first. Don't judge your friends by their hats. But it's so funny, though, because I'm known for my hats. So I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I was like, oh, no, oh, she's Maybe me. you were like, she's taking my thing. I'm yeah, the hat person. Maybe that's what it was. We'll have to look and find that picture of us on that rock in Central Park. Yeah. But I remember liking, like, I was like, I like, I liked what you were wearing. It wasn't, I don't know. Anyway, all of that to say. We, we have some more unpacking to do on this friendship, apparently. <laughs> all of that to say... We've made it here. We have. Long distance the whole time. The whole time. Yeah, I mean, and I, yeah, long distance the whole time. And in person, it's fine. I mean, it's not any, it's not weird or Mm -hmm. like. But I think making the time to have those in-person check-ins when you can, if you're able to, is important and helpful. Like last year, you guys were in Tulsa and you just made a quick trip over to see us. It was an hour and 45 minute drive, Mm -hmm. but in the grand scheme in the grand scheme of your whole itinerary, it wasn't that big of a departure. So you, right. you made it work and you invested that time to come see us, which was important to us that we mm-hmm. got to see you. So I think when you can, when, you know, I know everyone's budgets are different, but like if you can make it work, try to once a year, right? meet halfway in the middle if you have to um, yeah. and see your friends. And we had two hangouts fall through this year. We did. Oh, that was disappointing. So – Making that effort, I mean, for you to come down was incredible to me because it showed that it wasn't like, yeah. I care. I <laughs> yeah. really do. But it's, I mean, yeah, it does. Like, that kind of stuff matters. Like, showing up matters. And even if it's on FaceTime. Yeah, absolutely. For most of your friendship. And especially now with COVID. I know. You can be in the same city and FaceTime. Exactly. Yeah, I... FaceTime or send voice memos to my friends that I'm just not seeing. Yeah. No. And it's it's helpful, um, especially if it's somebody you used to see all the time. 
Right. Doesn't doesn't replace it, but it helps you stay more connected. For sure. Any closing thoughts on friendship? No, I really think don't judge your friends by their hats <laughs> is pretty representative. But I, I think um I think it's just important to remember these are really hard and weird times. And maybe by the time this podcast comes out, it'll feel a little different. But mm-hmm. everybody's dealing with a lot right now. Yeah. Um, and I have to remind myself a lot to not take things personally. Um, and if you can just really try to have perspective and consider what external factors could be impacting your friend, it can help you kind of contextualize what they're going through. And I think it's just important to remember what the other person's dealing with too um, and being intentional with how you check in and support them during that. You're so, you're so eloquent. Oh, thank you. I'm like stumbling over my words today and you're like, it's because I slept till 10 a.m. <laughs> Firing on all cylinders. <laughs> I've been awake since seven and it's one. I'm like, it's my nap time. <laughs> we should bring siestas back. Siestas? Oh, siestas. Yes, we Afternoon should. nap. Yes, I'm, I agree. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me on. This is so exciting and fun. This is your second podcast ever? Second podcast ever. Crushed it. Second is best. Yeah, sure is. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.